Amen. Thank you, Brother Frank. Thank you, Jody. If you would take your Bibles, we're going to go away from 2 Samuel tonight. So I didn't uh, give you a on that. We're going to be in Ecclesiastes this evening. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. And so if you find Proverbs, just go right over to your right and you'll find Ecclesiastes. I, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are frustrated, discouraged. Um, I know yesterday it was quite, uh, quite something to go through with this uh, election, and it's not over yet. But uh, I want to, I, I preach this to myself, and I want to just encourage all of us here that are gathered this evening. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, look, just one verse here, verse 12. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely... I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. You know, some of you may remember several years back, I think it was 1987, there was an Amtrak accident in Maryland where the engineer was actually smoking marijuana and drinking alcohol. And as a result, he was not aware of what was going on, and he uh, drove the train right into a freight train. He ignored all the warnings. And there were dozens of people either seriously injured or killed. And that engineer spent five years in jail, in prison. And then another story, remember back in Kentucky, and I don't remember the year of this, but I remember it well. There was a, a drunk driver that uh, collided into a church bus. And there was 27 people uh, killed. Most of them were, were teenagers. They were going on an activity. And he hit that bus, punctured the gas tank. The, yeah, the bus was in flames and killed everybody pretty much in the bus. And those are horrible incidents. By the way, that fellow only spent nine years in jail. He's been free for many years. But those are horrible incidents. And in each one of them, it seems like those that were innocent, those that had uh, not create the problem, though they suffered the greatest um, trial because of that. And life is like that sometimes, isn't it? There are times when it seems that trouble comes to those who ought to be enjoying the fullest joys of this world and the blessings of this world. And that's the problem that Solomon had here in Ecclesiastes. And he's dealing with this in this passage here. It's a problem that you and I, we will deal with, If I'm sure many of you already have from time to time, but I want to tell you, and I want to show you from God's Word, that no matter how it looks right now, everything's going to be all right. No matter how bad it may seem for us concerning this election, everything's going to be all right. God is still in control, no matter what happens. I was encouraged to see that the Senate even picked up some seats, and that, that will kind of keep things in check if it does go the other way. But... Here's, here's the situation, the problem that uh, bothers us. The problem that bothers us, the same problem that bothered Solomon. Why do bad things happen to good people? <clears throat> Why do bad things happen to people that are innocent? And that's what we see in that verse 12 that I read earlier. This verse reminds us, of that age-old question that has plagued the heart of man from the beginning of time. 
Why do the righteous suffer while the wicked prosper? Now, in verse 14, it clearly lays out the problem the preacher had. Look at verse 14, if you would. There is a vanity which is done upon the earth, and there be just men unto whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked. Again, there be wicked men to whom it happeneth according to the work of the righteous. I say that this also is vanity. And so this question is also addressed in many other places in the Word of God. Uh, it is the focus of the book of Job as he deals with this problem. By the way, Job's friends con concluded there that it, was only the right, it wasn't the righteous that suffer. The righteous do not suffer. So therefore, if you're suffering, it's because of your sin. And that's what, what they told Job. There's still a lot of people that believe that even in our day. That if you just live right and do right, you won't ever suffer. But if you do, it's because of your sin. That is not true. That is not Bible. And then it's also the focus of Psalm 73. I've referred to this chapter several times. Uh, Asaph is, is uh, nearly to the point of giving up because the wicked seem to be prospering so much. And then, of course, in Psalm 37, it also deals with that problem. And Psalm 49 deals with that problem. But uh, many, and here's the thing, why do bad people have, or bad things happen to good people? And then secondly, because of those bad things, many good people quit. They have quit. In fact, the idea that serving God means that we will be immune from any problems <clears throat> uh, has caused many saints who have, are suffering uh, to become disillusioned and just quit serving God. They, they think that, and, and maybe they've been taught that, wrongly so, that if I uh, serve God and if I do right, then I'll never suffer, never have problems. And that's not true. And so I, I, I want to be clear, though, serving God does bring many blessings into our life and many rewards uh, that we see, many benefits. However, most of those, uh, those blessings are from a, a spiritual nature. And while most of our trials happen in the physical realm. So that's why we often have a problem uh, accepting the trials and tribulations in our life or the things that just don't go our way. It can be frustrating. So we conclude, and here's the wrong conclusion, but many Christians have come to this conclusion that good people, they're going through these bad things, and they just think that's not fair. And then they see, uh, because of that, uh, they try to do right and live right, and they're still suffering. They just quit on God. And they conclude that living right Serving God is a waste of time. Now, if, if, if we're not careful, when the trials of life begin to multiply and, and begin to stack up in our lives, then we might come to that conclusion. <clears throat> the same conclusion that this preacher here did in Ecclesiastes. Look back at chapter 1. Look, look at verse 2, chapter 1, verse 2. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher... Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Boy, that's a pessimistic attitude, isn't it? Look at also in chapter 2 and verse 23. For all his days are sorrows, and his travail grief. Yea, his heart 
taketh not rest in the night. This is also vanity. <clears throat> you know, I want to remind you tonight that there are no accidents with the Lord. There are no accidents in a Christian's life. I'm reminded of the cowboy who applied for auto insurance, and, and the agent asked him, he says, have you ever had any accidents? And he thought for a few minutes, and then he, he responds, well, nope. But he said, a bronco did kick in two of my ribs last summer, and a couple of years ago, a rattlesnake bit my ankle. And the agent looked kind of puzzled and said, well, uh, don't you call those accidents? And he said, no. He said, they, they both did it on purpose. And uh, yeah, well, you know, everything that happens in our life, there is a purpose. But this is a problem that we all deal with at one time or another. Uh, let's... In fact, let's take some advice from Jesus Christ. Let's see how uh, his words will help us achieve the pro proper perspective when trials and tribulations come, which they will. We're not immune. Listen, in John 16, uh, if you want to turn there, you don't have to. I'm going to read that verse real quickly here. But John 16, I would advise you to look at it later. But these things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace, Jesus said. In the world ye shall have tribulation. You see, Jesus isn't giving a false picture here. He's not painting a rosy picture that if you follow him, everything is going to go your way. Everything is going to be perfect. No, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer, he says. Why? Because I have overcome the world. And so according to the Lord, as we move through life, we can expect that there will be some tribulations. There will be some heartaches and some trials, troubles, pressures that are placed on our life from time to time. Now, even though we know it, and, and by the way, Job knew that. I can't quote the verse right now where Job said, a man just a few days and full of trouble, something to that effect. And so, but it, it still bothers us when we see the righteous suffer. And then secondly, that, you know, we see the problem, but now I want to show you the promise that blesses us. The promise. The Lord will work things out. Now, God has a plan for all of us. God has a plan for this world. But do you think, does the devil have a plan? Oh, yeah. He's got a plan, too. But I want you to know that the devil will not succeed. He's already lost. And uh, the Lord will work things out. This verse here goes on to tell us that even though the wicked seem to prosper, and it seems like the, rich, the righteous individual seems to be unjustly burdened, there will eventually, uh, uh, things will work out. And uh, for those who love the Lord, that is. Look at verse uh, 12 again, if you would, uh, chapter 8. Uh, Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God. It'll be well with those that fear God. Things will work out. Now, he seems to be reminding us here that even, even our trials have the ability to be turned into triumphs. We... Um, are just because things may go bad according in our eyes, may go against the way we had it planned, not work out the way we wanted it to, 
we know that God can turn those defeats into triumphs and those trials into triumphs. The Lord will work things out. Remind me another story. A man was deep in debt, and he didn't know how in the world he was going to pay his debt. And he's walking. He had to walk by this um, business where the owner of that business is a very wealthy man, and every day he'd walk by there. But he was just troubled, and and one day the the, the business the owner uh, found out about this guy. He had no idea what it was like to be poor, and so he thought, well, I'm going to do something for this this fella. So he was by one day and as he was walking by his door of his his uh, business the uh, uh, a bag a heavy bag come and hit him knocked him down to the sidewalk and he gets up and he picks up the bag and he's starting to walk and he looks and he hears clanking in it of coins looks in and there was a pretty good amount of money and he looked back and the owner the business owner said that's that's yours to keep well my point in that little story is that sometimes Trouble hit us, hits us like that, that heavy bag. And that fellow went away limping, and, and yet uh, uh, it, it may knock us down and cause us to be injured, but God can bring great gain even through our pain, even through our sorrows and trials. So it, the Lord will work things out. Then everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Now, I'm glad I can report to you tonight that everything is going to be all right. It may look bad for you now, but in the end, you're going to, it's, it's going to work out just as God had planned. And you may ask, well, what has God planned? Well, nothing but the best for you, his child. Nothing but the best for his children. Romans 8, 28, oh, how true that verse is. All things do work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I like this verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Oh, Paul says even the worst thing that we'll face in this world is going to be nothing compared to the glory that we'll experience one day. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts, and I read this verse on Sunday, a great verse, uh, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Here's what the Lord thinks toward us, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has a plan for you. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> we, yes, we see that the Lord will work things out. I, I, I believe that everything's going to work out, but the devil is going to lie to you count on it the devil is, is a liar and i want to uh, just just touch on a few areas of life where the devil likes to tell you something i'll tell you that you're wasting your time living for god you're wasting your time even calling yourself a christian because look how you have failed you know in that time we slip up that time we give in to that temptation and the devil's right there to point that out and, and that things are not going to work out, and that all is vanity, that all is vexation and, and, of spirit. And yes, you might as well throw in the towel and quit. Now, I want to tell you, based on the Word of God, again, that everything is going to be all right. Everything. Uh, the, the, in the area of, of our uh, trials, when the burdens of life 
as they sometimes appear to do, just pile up in our life. There's a tendency for us to definitely want to throw in the towel. And, and let me just remind you that the Lord is working in your life and everything is going to be all right. Um, you, you may not see that right now, but God is going to work it out in the end for sure. A pastor had a son who committed suicide. And 10 days after his son committed suicide, he stood up to preach. And his text was in Romans 8.28. After reading the verse aloud, he was obviously having trouble continuing. And he said this, I cannot make my son suicide. Anything good can come out of it. Yet I realize that I only see in part, I only know in part, it's like the miracle of the shipyard. Almost every part of our great ocean-going vessels are made of steel. If you take any single part, be it a steel plate out of the hull or the huge rudder, and into the ocean, it will sink. Steel doesn't float. But when the shipbuilders are finished, when the last plate has been riveted in place, then that massive steel ship is virtually unsinkable. Taken by itself, my son's suicide is senseless. Throw it in the sea of Romans 8.28 and it sinks. Still, I believe that when the eternal shipbuilder has finally finished, when God has worked out his perfect design, even this senseless tragedy will somehow work to our eternal good. Well, I thought that was a powerful story. But that's the response to trouble that we're looking for. That's the response to trouble that God wants us to have. We don't have the answers, but we can trust the Lord. So the area of our trials, also the area of our, our salvation. How many times has the devil lied to you? Oh, you're not, you can't be saved. Like I said earlier, you mess up. Oh, see, no Christian's going to behave that way. You, you can't call yourself a Christian. How many times has the devil tried to convince you that you are not saved? Now, if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, <clears throat> then you have some wonderful promises to hold on to. It doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter. The devil may be right. We don't deserve it. We have failed, but it isn't dependent upon you and I. When we put our faith in Christ, he saves us. And of course, that's some of the promises. Everything is going to be all right. John 10, 28, Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, never go to hell. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Hebrews 7, 25, wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Praise the Lord. Then Romans 8, 1. I love this verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. We, thank God, are not condemned. And then in John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. 
And then John 6, 37, And all the Father giveth me uh, uh, shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. The list could go on and on and on. You see, the fact of the matter is, there is, a, there is much that we have because we have a relationship in Jesus Christ, and nothing can change that. If you are genuinely trusting Christ, don't let the devil mess with you. He has no power over you. If you're God's child, then you can just tell him, well, I messed up, but you know what? God told me everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Then in the area of the church, you know we're living in a day and age when people, even those who claim to be saved, are turning away from the church, sadly. And if, if we aren't careful, we will allow the devil to, to um, cause us to think the wrong way there as well. Our own foolish thinking can convince us that the church is going down, that the church is in trouble, and it will not make it through this. And well, I, I, I want to remind you tonight that everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Um, concerning the church, it's going to be okay. I'm sure there's been times through the years, some of you have been around here for a while, that there was concern in your heart. What's going to happen to the church? And, uh, uh, but it's going to be okay. Let me, let me tell you what, the, uh, what Jesus Christ said about the church. You remember that? Where he said, upon this rock I will build my church, and even the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So this house is his house. This ministry is his ministry. And, and he will take care of it. By the way, when did he ever promise us as a church collectively that the church would always stay on the mountaintop? He never did, did he? Never promised that. There will be times when the church as a whole will walk through the valley. But we must learn to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. And he will bring us through that valley and back to that mountaintop where the clear air is. And so we, we can always trust him. If we aren't careful, we'll become sidetracked at church. Uh, it, it happens. It, it's happened to me. Listen, you're, you're so focused on who isn't there and, and, and their problem, what their problem might be, the reason why they're not there, that you forget about the ones who are there. And so we need to focus more on that ladder. In other words, we can get to the place where we miss the forest for the trees. And so may the Lord help us to remember that the church, he, it, it is his investment. He is heavily invested in, it, in, in the church and he will tend to it. What is our duty? To do what he has told us to do. To, to, in regard to the church, to be obedient to what the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, has called us to do. If we're doing that to which he has called us, then the rest is his responsibility. Then, in the area of the future. Well, that's a big one. That's a big worry for a lot of people. What's going to happen in the future? You know, we need to... Uh, we, we can't do that because we're doing pretty good financially now. But what might happen 10 years from now? Well, who knows that? 
answer no. We don't know. I'm not saying it's that uh, we, we need to be wise and stewards of, of what God has given us, but uh, we also need to be obedient and not fret and worry about the future. We spend a lot of time worrying about what might happen. And a lot of times those things that we're worrying about never do happen. And so, uh, and let me just remind you tonight, again, as I've been saying, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. I can say that because Jesus is on the throne. He is in control. And so we, you know, we, we, we can trust him. And I might as well tell you this, and, and I'm sure you already know, that there will be trials in, in this life. There will be valleys. Yes, praise God, there are mountaintops. But if there's a mountain, that means there's a valley. And so, uh, but there will also be blessings and times of great victory. So don't quit on God. There will be good times. There's going to be bad times in the future. But through them all, remember that we serve a God who's already in the future and who said this, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So five years from now, he's going to still be with us. Ten years from now, he's still going to be with us. A hundred years from now, he's still going to be with us. And so whatever the future may hold for you, remember that your heavenly father has personally designed your future. And we can trust him. Uh, and so, you know, everything that comes into our lives, think about this. Every trial, every problem has to first be, go through him. He has to allow it. Now, I know a lot of times it doesn't make sense to us why things happen the way they do, but it had his divine approval and allowing it to come into our life for a reason, for a purpose. Trust him. And just remember, remember this, in every area of life, everything for the Christian is going to be all right. And my last point, and I'm done, the proclamation that burdens us, it shall not be so good for the wicked. Here he writes in the latter part of verse 12 that um, uh, I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, but he, in, before here, um, he, he goes on and says that it's not going to be well for those that do not uh, uh, serve the Lord. It shall not be well. What are we told in the word of God? What, what does it say? Jesus came to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. They're lost without Christ. They are perishing. John 3, 16. They're perishing. And then it, it, they, they are under the wrath of God in John 3, 36. Right now, without God, they're under his wrath. And they are condemned already in John 3, 18. They are without hope because, as it says in Ephesians, they are without God and they are without hope in this world. And they are blinded by the devils, blinded them to the gospel message. Oh, we see a lot of spiritually blinded people. They are on the road to hell, according to Romans, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 7. Uh, broad is the way, wide is the gate, broad is the way. And, and so they're on that road to hell. They are dead already in sin, Ephesians 2, 1. So that's the, it's not well with the wicked. Oh, they may be prospering right here, right now. Things may be going 
well for them, and it seems like everything's going their way. But the future for them is a pretty sorry outlook. And neither shall he prolong his days. That's what I was trying to read there earlier in verse 12. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet shall I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. So the, um, he will not prolong his days. The wicked, that is. Psalm 55, verse 23. Uh, 23. 55, 23. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in thee, the psalmist says. 2 Peter 2, 3. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make uh, merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. James 4.14, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Just remember, as it says there in uh, verse 12, it shall be well with them that fear God. So everything's going to be all right if you're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. J.W. Bromhall, he says this, sorrow into one of four lands, the barren land in which we try to escape from it, the broken land in which we sink under it, the bitter land in which we resent it, or the better land in which we bear it and become a blessing to others. And so the trials, the troubles can actually, God can use them and use us because we've been through it. To be a blessing to others. I, um, I wonder where our trials are leading us tonight. I wonder, I, I'm so thankful that even when like something is like this, and it isn't as we look at these national events going on as this election, but our faith is not in an election, it's not in someone who's in the White House, our faith is in God. And so we're not going to uh, be without hope because we didn't get our and I'm, I'm trusting it still will go our way but even if it doesn't we're not without hope because we have God and so do you really believe tonight Christian that everything is going to be all right if there are doubts then let me encourage you to have a little talk with Jesus Christ tonight like the old song says and let the Heavenly Father soothe those doubts out in your heart and mind. Uh, he, he can help you safely navigate the troubled waters of this world, the trials, the tribulations that you come into. Um, I, I, just one more story here. I thought this was uh, good. It fits right in here. There was a, young, uh, a high school young man who uh, was forced to use crutches. He was crippled for some reason. And he, everywhere he went, and so he, in limited, he could not play any sports, he couldn't do anything physically, and uh, it, he had a hard time getting around, but he had such a positive attitude, and everybody liked him, and they all wanted to be around him. He excelled in his academics, he was doing great in school, but nobody really knew why he was on crutches. So finally, his uh, closest friend asked him, he said, well, what happened? He said, why are you on crutches? He said, polio. And his friend said, boy, he said, that's awful. He said, 
what, what keeps you from becoming so not bitter and angry? And, and he, he began to tap his chest. He said, the polio has affected my body, but it hasn't affected my heart. And praise God. You know, the things of this world, they may affect this body, but they, will, they have no power over our heart, over our soul. And so that is what the Lord Jesus Christ can do for us tonight. And if we'll face our trials with faith, knowing that everything is going to work out all right. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful that we can find encouragement in you, Lord. So thankful that the words that we read here and from the scriptures are not just fairy tales, but they're reality. And they strengthen us. They mold and, and shape us into what you want us to be. And Lord, they encourage us. Thank you for your, your words. Now you have your way in our hearts as everyone goes home tonight. Grant them safety. And Lord, help us to keep on looking to you. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night.